What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 29th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. I was getting ready for the Tim motherfucking Gettys. That blessing. No, no, don't, you know I mean? you know, like, I'm sorry no. that I'm We got a professional to Tim. Excuse me. We have the host of E3 here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Fuck you, Jeffy Grub Grub. You know what I'm saying? I see him down there in the chat. Yeah, Jeffy Grub. Feel? I don't see you hosting. How does it feel to see a real games journalist, Jeffy Grub Grub? You coward. You know what I mean? <laughs> why you are we going deep? after Jeff Grub? Because I saw him go why? by in the chat, and it was time Joe, to fucking get him. All right, Got I've had it. enough of this shit. Hey Tim, how are you? <laughs> also, well, I love that I look at the chat. The first thing I see is Jeff Grub saying, "Hey kids, any drama?" Yes, Jeff. And <laughs> yeah, we're you it. Grub. <laughs> You're the drama. We're coming for you. <laughs> Oh, he says Ralph. Jeff Grubb's game mess will destroy you. I'm happy to host it. You know what I mean? Like, let me know. <laughs> Let's just do it. Can we just give it up? Just give up video games industry. Let me host everything. It's over. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm getting them, Tim. You know, day by day, brick by brick, I'm taking this place down. Now, here's exactly. where I wanted to start. How often do you think about the road dog Jesse James? Oh, very, very infrequently. God, what an he was so good at his job in WWE. You remember uh, the, I, 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 Billy I Gunn, the new age outlaws fucking dx man and that was the thing too he say like you know i mean Shawn michaels left and we thought dx was gonna go down the drain and they fucking came back better stronger than ever yeah we don't talk about the road it. dog enough it did say suck it a lot you know what i mean mm-hmm. x-pac <laughs> This, I love this energy. Here we go on a oh, I, I told Kevin we're having a banger of an episode today. I, I don't know if you... I know you haven't had the time yet, Tim. You're a busy man. P.S. I love you. XOXO is live right now. It is our returnal review. It is me. It is blessing. It is Paris Lily popping in. Uh, you Ooh. can get it over on YouTube.com slash Games And, of course, podcast services around the globe. Except maybe not Spotify. We're working on that. We don't know why Spotify is being weird about it right now. Uh, and I, yeah, real I'm, quick, update update for everybody on I need to say this as many times as possible. Uh, we've moved servers for podcasts, so we're no longer on SoundCloud. So we're no longer going to be on SoundCloud at all. So just understand that. But we will be, because of that, available on all other podcast services, all of them. So if we're not showing up any of our kind of funny shows that you know and hopefully love. If we're not showing up, please tweet at me at Tim Gettys. Let me know, and I'm going to try to solve that. There is a problem right now that shows aren't our new episodes this week aren't popping on Spotify. I don't know why. I'm looking into it. Hopefully that'll be solved soon. But if you're trying to get the PS I Love You Returnal Review or the Kind of Funny Podcast that went live today with uh, Mighty Mouse, the UFC yeah, yeah, fighter, Dimitri, Dimitri, uh, the MMA fighter, uh, you should Dimitri go to Johnson. other podcasts. Not, not the cartoon character Mighty Mouse. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we're working on that. But what I was driving at, I wasn't even into housekeeping, but I won't say the same stuff again there. Don't worry. Uh, it was the fact that I think that PS I Love You XOXO is our best episode ever of PS I Love You XOXO, of the, at least for sure, Blessing and Eyes era in terms of having fun, having a great conversation about games, then pivoting to a whole bunch of awesome PlayStation news. So like, you want to talk about the energy I have today, let alone the fact that I can yell in my room, remember? Remember, I can, ah! It doesn't matter. Jen doesn't get mad gonna anymore. Stop you. I got my own room. You know what I mean? If I really wanted I to, this. I could run back and forth. I don't want to. I also have slippers on. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, but I want you to know that's there. I'll save that. Maybe Craig, today. Right. Stay to play reaction. Something big will happen. I'll run around. I'm sorry. Uh, big Kev Dog from KindOfFunny.com. What do you have to say? I'm just saying it would really make good content for you to slip on your socks. So if you if you but what if I slip thinking, on my socks over there off camera? You know you don't know what happens. Then I, then I come back good. and I just hurt. No, you no, hear no, me, no, you no, hear no. me gasping. We'll, we'll hear it and then you'll start laughing. <laughs> you'll hear. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's gonna be good content. 
What I mean, that's the way, you know, everybody's always making these kind of funny animated cartoons and stuff. That'd be one, right? Like, of when I do run around and we do it, me running off, and then the th- thump, and then it's just the slow creep of blood into frame. Wow. You know what I mean? From my head wow, getting cracked dark. up. Well, you know, Tim, here's what I like to say is not enough cartoons are getting dark these days. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things kids think it's the kids out there, they think it's all handshakes and rainbows. All right. But they really mm-hmm. need to know that there's a man out there and he's got a whip. <laughs> all right. And if you get in the way, waka, waka, it's like Folsom Street Fair down there. <laughs> They're all wearing leather. You know what I mean? They're calling, making me call him daddy. That's what it's like now out there. And kids need to know this. And if we would tell them that in a cartoon sense, they would be ready for anything. You That's can watch like the think. Invincible finale reactions tomorrow on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Will it have that stuff? Probably Why is not, there a whip, But there will man? be violence. Because I immediately jump to, like, you know, some real S&M leather stuff, Kevin. If you need to know what I was picturing in my head. Like, it's like that thing where they've got the ring on their yeah, chest. And you then made the that clear, but I'm saying why? Why, why did it yeah. jump there? Why did you jump to the sex stuff? Because I jumped to the sex stuff. Yeah, but why? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Let's talk about what, some video games. We're talking about what kids need to know. And I'm like, well, kids need to know the sex stuff. From a guy in a leather ring thing harness. No, what do they call that? Jeffy Grub Grub left me know in the chat. What do they call ever. this How's thing? How's that? You know what I mean? Huh? Huh? Let's talk about some video games, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, today we're going to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Returnal reviews being in and Bobby Kotick getting a pay cut. All this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, you can be part of the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you, of course, can write in with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun. Over there, you can also, of course, get exclusive shows. You can get this show ad-free. You can get this show with its exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, just like SCLSU Mud Dogs H2O. Man, it's the problem, <laughs> Tim, where I want to call out people in the Twitch chat, but then I look, and it's the first name I read I'm going to read, and that was a long one. So now no one else gets any credit. That name's too long. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny the Jet. If you're watching, like, you look over here, right? There it is, TMG Tom. Well, that's an easy one. Some I got Expedaliocious 9176 or something. I'm trying to read over here. Expedaliocious. Uh, anyways, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around... The globe each and every week. Well, there's day. like a nice earthquake going on when you. Well, I can pound that. on the desk again. You know what I mean? It doesn't reverberate into the wall. And Give me a good pound, Greg. Give me a good pound. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Demetrius right? Johnson Mighty Mouse yesterday for a kind of funny podcast. We only had him for a limited time, so I kind of did the abbreviated intro in the beginning. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't get that, and then I got to do it later in the show, but it was cool. Um, there's some other joke I wanted to make. Oh, nobody's called out yet, and you're wrong. So, well, listen, no, this is kind of funny, right? Do we judge people, Tim? Or we're not. We don't judge people, right? I mean, is, well, we judge like Nick or whatever. We right? shouldn't. We do. But oh, we forget it. Here it is. I was waiting for somebody to come in and tell me. Okay, Raptor Cheer says, "Greg, the leather thing with the ring is indeed called a harness." Thank you. I feel like there are a lot of different S and M harnesses, though. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be one that is like that one. That if I walked in and like that's the one I want, the I'll one because I'm kind of thinking. Because didn't. <laughs> 
Uh, back to WWE, didn't like Albert wear this? Like when he was Prince Albert, didn't he wear something similar to this? And everybody's like, why is he wearing <laughs> this S&M thing? I, mean, I don't know. Let me know, everybody, if you know anything about Albert. From, of course, the hit <laughs> from TNA. Remember, that was when, not TNA, the wrestling corporation. The tag team, Tess and Albert. Or Tess and Albert, that when Trish Strat. I digress. Uh, housekeeping for you. Like I said, the best episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Volume 2 is live right now. You can go get our Returnal review. Uh, state of play another playstation state of play is happening today at 2 p.m pacific time we will be reacting live to it on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you miss it of course it'll be up later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games hype levels tim oh 10 out of 10 for what this is more ratchet let's go that gameplay trailer or whatever they put out with the fun song last week i was like this might be the most gorgeous video game i've ever seen and to see more of that you know what i'm even more excited about though greg is after what? we do the reactions being able to watch it in its actual 4k oh, nice the 4k high quality yeah, yeah. on youtube very exciting stuff now kevin has sent me here snm harness oh so if i just put it snm harness that i'll find oh gladiator harness looks like what i'm looking for off of this <laughs> man <laughs> what i also be if, if everybody wants to follow along if you put s and then the ampersand and no yeah, it's an ampersand. S and M harness into Google. They got a sex doll here in the harness too. It's. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Boy, howdy! The internet has some things on it. Um, <laughs> I'm having a great time. Yeah, I'm so happy it. to be back. What a what a time to be alive and having shows with my friends. Oh, Hi Tim, geez, how are you? Yeah, oh, I'm fantastic. Uh, still on housekeeping here. Uh, the next two Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch.tv/KindOfFunnyGames, we are partnering with Razer to show off the RTX 30 series powered blade laptops with Andy and the boys playing some Warzone. Oh my gosh, am mm-hmm. I gonna have to hear about Nick wanting one of these now for the rest of my life? Is Probably. that how this is gonna go? hundred percent. Tuesdays, 11 a.m., more Warzone, but this time on really cool computers. That's awesome. And then Apex Legend Legacy First Impressions with Blessing and Andy are live right now. It's a new mode. It's a new season. You can catch that over on YouTube.com slash Games as well. For now, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick, a.k.a. at Biologist, Tom Bach, Trent Berry, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by... Dr. Squatch, Final Fantasy VII Integrate, Caviar, and Channel Fireball. But I'll tell you about that later. For now... Let's get into what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. Baker's listen. Tim, I'll let you know I'm already dreading trying not to say Wu-Tang, even though I did not say Wu-Tang in the Final Fantasy ad like Blessing said earlier, but now it's in my head. Number one on the Roper Report. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is finally getting a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S version. We go to StarWars.com. StarWars.com has an article up about all sorts of things happening on May 4th. You know, may the 4th be with you. Their celebration. Just about every Star Wars game is on sale. You can go to StarWars.com to find out about it. There's your deal of the day shout out. But most importantly, they put this in about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Coming this summer, we're excited to announce the next-gen release of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, bringing a number of technical improvements to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S console versions of the game. This will be a free cross-generational upgrade to current owners. More details will come soon. You can get up to $70 off the standard and deluxe editions uh, right now for the May the 4th celebration. The offer is valid April 28th through May 12th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Origin, and Steam. But obviously, if you're looking for that Xbox or PlayStation free upgrade, this would be the time to strike. Tim, you have 60 seconds on the clock. Tell everyone why they should strike on this 70% off deal and go get this game. 
oh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was my game of the year 2019. Fantastic I believe it was my game, game of the year 2019. Because you have good taste, Greg. I appreciate that. and love to see it. Uh, fantastic story. Fantastic gameplay. It's a Souls-type game for people that might not like Souls-type games, but like Star Wars. And I'm one of those people. And it got me in. I love it. I was riveted the entire way through. It's the right type of challenging. It's the right type of uh, fun and adventure. It's beautiful. And the, the soundtrack is authentically Star Wars. The voice acting, the cast in general is fantastic. Some really funny characters. Greasy Money Baby, never Greasy forget. Greasy Money! If you don't know, you're about to find out. 70% off, you got to do it. Dude, I, you know how much I love that fucking game. Like, you know, that, and again, that I know it's a weird thing to say being a now 38-year-old man and Star Wars being around as, as long as it has been. But that was the thing that kickstarted me actually, I think, falling in love with Star Wars and really... Loving that universe. Like, I loved, obviously, KOTOR, obviously, back in the day, but the movies didn't do it for me, and yada, yada, yada. But uh, Force Awakens had done something, and then when we went down and did that preview event and played that game, and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And then there was that, you're, you're like, we're going to Star Wars Land, Greg. And I was like, eh, I don't know, blah, blah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to it today. And we went there, and we made lightsabers, and we drank in the awesome. cantina, and I was like, was awesome. all right, this is fucking dope. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan now. <laughs> and like, that yeah, game, no. I platinumed and enjoyed, and I, I'm so excited for this because I will. 100 percent platinum this again on playstation 5 oh yeah that's 100 awesome. yeah the, the only yeah. thing that would get in the way of obviously is different reviews and what we're doing so it might take me a while but like i found the fallen order platinum with the exception of how bad the map was at times to be a joy to platinum like i just loved being in that world and doing things I, i'm totally stoked to go back in there and be cal again so there's a whole bunch of thoughts that I have. One, uh, the emotional thing. This episode seems to be a lot of pimping out of the kind of funny stuff. But hey, sometimes there's synergy. Uh, starting next week, May the 4th, we're going to be doing Star Wars Bad Batch reactions at least to the two episodes next week. One on May the 4th and one on the Friday. It'll be me, Roger Picorni, and the sad boy Barrett himself. So check that out. The Kind of Funny Reactions podcast channel on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Uh, back to Jedi Fallen Order. Very excited about this. Uh, a little confused. Wasn't there already a PS5 upgrade? For this so game? what there was was uh, a PS5 uh, patch or whatever to take advantage of the PS5 if you're playing the PlayStation Got 4 it. version. The this PS4 is getting boost a, mode stuff. This, exactly. This is a full-blown okay. from the ground, or not ground up, but you know what I mean. This is the PlayStation 5 version of the game, which to cool. me says that, of course, as you read through this, and they're saying it's a free upgrade. I'm saying, of course, buy it if you haven't yet on this 70% off thing because, of, yes, there will be a version, I'm sure, at launch that is just the PlayStation 5 on the PlayStation 5 store, buy it full price or whatever and have it go there. I'd imagine, of course, everybody's playing fast and loose with what a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 thing is. But for anything else, like you, we've seen, think of like Avengers, right, where that's a free upgrade. But, of course, it is also available on the storefront there ready to go. Got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That makes sense. And that way you can get the double platinum. Exactly. You, that. Um, I mean, so again, chose. they could do something. They could do something where it is like, yeah, oh, no, your save carries over and you don't get this. You don't. The, it's the same trophy list. Yada, yada, yada. I don't. I'm pretty sure they can't do that when it's the versions. But obviously people have gotten around it when you're talking about, you know, how uh, Borderlands has handled their trophies with obviously them syncing up and yada, yada, yada. But I'm expecting a new platinum because that's the way most of it's worked. When we talk about Avengers, when we talk about uh, 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 Borderlands having its own thing, even though it kind of read your save for a second, even though Avengers read your save yada 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 i'm getting into the nerdy nerdy playstation stuff i'm expecting a, free, a new platinum a fresh platinum great this. that that's awesome and honestly you know even it being my game of the year 2019 2019 a kind of weird year that i feel like yeah. a lot of people you know there were so many so many amazing games uh we had uh was it Resident Evil 2 i think was that year 
Was that correct, or was that the year before? I, I'm a little... Last year was three, that, but... and the year before that was uh, 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 two. So it would have been, yeah, 2019. Yeah. Uh, there was Sekiro, obviously, the Apex Le- Legends. I know it was Blessing's game of the year and all that stuff. So it was No, like, no, it was Blessing a... was in the chat a second ago, totally backing our decision that Jedi Fallen Order was game of the year for us 2019. Got it, got it. But my point is, it, even it being my game of the year, it wasn't perfect. And a lot of the things that made it not perfect were technical issues. I yeah. remember when we did our review talking about uh, it playing on console versus Fran playing on PC, he had a much better experience with us or than us because... Uh, just little hiccups here and there, like the way that uh, things would load or like pop-ins and all that type of stuff and just frame rate issues. So imagine a next-gen upgrade where they're actually going to solve all those problems. It's like going to make a, a great game even better, right? So that's very exciting. Can't wait for that. And yeah. real quick, when you were, yeah, a second ago, you were saying how, uh, you know, Sekiro or Apex, whatever was blessings. And he says, no, I wasn't. He wasn't saying that. He was saying that Star Wars is his game. Uh, of the year, I would like to issue a live. You're wrong. Uh, actually... <laughs> I threw him into the waiting room. I don't know why he popped in. That's weird. Uh, moving right along. Oh, that's, that's weird. I got a glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> I will Kevin's not kicking. be silenced. Apex Legends. <laughs> we, I know. Uh, blessing. We understand. We heard you. The, the chat synced up perfectly. We understood. It. Apex Legends was not your game of the year. Jedi Fallen Order was your game of the year. We see it. We understand it. I don't know why you're cutting in and out like that in Discord. That's weird. But no, thank you for coming in, as always, and being part of the show. I look at your work schedule, though, and it says right here. Oh, actually, no, shit. You turned it off. <laughs> I was David. I thought I was going to have a call on somebody supposed to be doing, but he wasn't. You know, whatever. Thanks, Blessing, for being part of the show. Glad you're on the Fallen Order career. That means a lot to us that, you know, it was unanimous. He didn't even work here yet, and it was unanimous that that was our game of the year for kind of funny. I think even yeah. Andy said it. It's interesting. Um, the, the last thing I want to say, though, is this. We talk, Me and Bless talked about this a little bit last week, but what do you think is the roadmap for Star Wars Jedi colon whatever the hell the next sequel oh yeah for the sequel to this yeah i heard you guys talking about this um man it's one of those how much has covid work from home thrown things off schedule because i if i was a betting man i would think in let's say there's no covid you know normalish life right i would think that maybe game awards this year you would get a teaser trailer saber turning on yada 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 but even that i'm saying like the teaser of it of just letting you know it exists kind of thing uh i think with work from home covid coming off of that i think we're farther away from even just the tease of it so now i would think maybe because you figure a 2019 game we're talking about it's 2021 now you get that tease in 2022 and the game comes out in 2023 you hope i'm best case and i don't want to rush anybody is that wow. so crazy to you you think it's close no, i mean that that sounds way more conservative than than I'd be thinking. Just I mean, even with I mean, you because you're talking about if there was no COVID and you still think a tease would be Game Awards. I think even with COVID, I wouldn't be surprised if a tease was this E3, IDA play mm. or whatever they do. Because yeah. again, teases don't mean a game exists necessarily yet. It just of course. means the game is coming. Right. Hey, hey, we all saw EA play last year with a great host who got promoted to host the entirety of E3 where they teased Skate and they had nothing to show about that other than saying, hey, Skate exists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, even with uh, when you look about uh, Jedi Fallen Order um, and how it was kind of rolled out, like if I remember correctly, there was one E3 where they kind of just showed a bunch of like concept art about a bunch of different Star Wars games. And yeah, that was, that was a, just, yeah. hey, we're EA and we partnered with Star Wars. And then like the next year uh, was the one where Andrea hosted a bit of it, and, and she talked to uh, in, Vince in, in, the ch- in the crowd, right? Exactly, and he he essentially said the name of the game and like a one. Okay, so you're saying of, like, like yeah, place. But I mean, that was that was for a game that totally didn't exist, right? That was like a mm. brand new franchise, and then the next year the game was shown at E3 and came out months later. I think that because it's a sequel, 
I imagine there's a little bit more uh, leniency and putting together a CG trailer to tease the sequel, give a title, give some type of time frame, but it's not just someone awkwardly in the audience. I'm going to be honest, giving some information that everyone's like, why are you Dude, doing it? We love this Vince way? and we love Andrea and we love Absolutely. We, th- like that was an awkward thing. I'm just being like, all right. Yeah. And it's called fallen order. All right, cool. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. But uh, I imagine that they could just, you know, put something a little bit more like fun to look at and give us just a little bit more context of like what Cal's up to next. Right. Like that's what we want to know. And then of course, when we're going to be able to play it and all that stuff. And that is where I think a lot of the more, the effects of COVID and the effects of game development, like, without COVID are, are really going to take place. But even having said that, it's like, what has that team been up to for yeah. since the end of that? Because I expected DLC. This is what I was talking about with bless. Like, and it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm sure they're doing these patches. They're doing all this stuff, but yeah. And like, that was the thing, right? They had done like uh, additional, like, like new game plus and that kind of thing adding on, but they didn't like, I was expecting, I'm right there with you, where it was going to be, hey, here's an episode of what happened after the fact. Here's where, you know, Cal on the run, or this is what's going on with him and his and Greasy and every, Greasy Money, everybody else. And yeah, we didn't get that, which I'm with you, I think speaks to that they got right to work on the second. But you say that, and then it is that they had the updates, and they did the updates, and now you're getting a PlayStation 5 version of it. Like, granted, that doesn't need to be the full team, but yeah, where are we in the production of the sequel to this? Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I just I guess I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it earlier than you're talking about. I also expected a little bit later because of the state of the world and everything. But uh it's just it just kind of feels like it's time to start building the hype for the game to then come out. Like I imagine the game's coming out in twenty twenty two, not twenty twenty three. I guess I could just say that. Okay. I hope so. I just think it's a quick turnaround, but I could see it. I mean, again, like you're talking about and like where they left off and what they did to it. And the hope the would other be right. Too- to, to, sorry, just to, to jump no, on there is like Battlefield 3, Battlefront 3. Like that obviously has been longer since we've seen Battlefront 2 than Jedi Fallen Order. So I wonder if we're due for that. But then we're also getting a, a Battlefield game this year. So I don't think they're going to want to do that. I don't know. It's just I weird. Mean, I just feel like more Star Wars do... games should be coming out. Well, remember, like Star Wars is, you know, exiting this exclusivity with EA. And so that's why I, I don't know if you're going to get a Battlefront 3. Like, I think, granted, I think Battlefront 3, don't, or Battlefront 2, obviously, totally rebounded. It's a great game. There's a million things going on, yada, yada, yada. But I also just don't think that, I don't know. I'm speaking out my ass totally. But I don't think Disney in Star Wars looks at that and goes like, that. you know, you got the game to a great state. And yada, yada. They look at it and like, oh, God, the fucking loot box shit. Oh, God. You know what I mean? All the shit we went through to get it to where it is now. Like, maybe we'd let that chill for a while or take it, you know, the Battlefront license to somebody else later on. I think they're more excited for what comes next from a, a variety of Star Wars partners rather than, hey, let's get EA to get two more out. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But yeah, I, I think point. I think 100 percent you're there that you are getting another Star Wars Jedi from Respawn sooner than later. Battlefront is the one I, w- I would say I wouldn't hold my breath for. But I, I also have been wrong a number of times. Uh, Dan, the Mexican man in the chat says there is Battlefront three news circulating the interwebs like, of course. There's always rumors going and stuff like that. And again, it is a game. You These are things you get working on so early. When do you decide to kill it or move away from it? I don't know. And, you know, Star Wars and Disney have talked and EA have talked about, you know, even though this is going multi or uh, multi-partner now, they're still going to work together on games. So totally makes sense. But we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I can't wait for more. And let alone Cal's story, like, which I think is so cool. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited to go back to it. And I think, you know, you're talking about or we're talking about like, what happens next? I do think that that's a great point uh, uh, this summer 
to drop this and maybe put a tease teaser trailer out then or and and they're saying summer right which leads into the uh, e3 time frame which leads into ea play like maybe it all lines up the same thing where we're exactly what we're talking about of like we're super excited I mean, you know you put out the ps5 series version uh the week or the week leading up to ea play ea play you get that moment of like <clears throat> We're super excited, you know, that we're able to put out, you know, Cal story and stunning 4K, yada, yada, yada. But we have a little bit more. And then, you know, go in there and put the teaser trailer out, something like that. Yeah. Exciting I, stuff. Very exciting stuff. Speaking of exciting stuff, Greg Way, number two on the Roper Report, we have Returnal Reviews and a Returnal Review Roundup. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to youtube.com slash games to see PS I Love You XOXO, our Returnal Review. It's me. It's Blessing. It's Paris. Uh, all talking about how amazing Returnal is. And the critics around the internet agree. Uh, when I pulled this at 8.48 a.m. Pacific time, the Metacritic was sitting at an 86, which I'm, I believe is what I predicted in the post show. When, when Blessing asked me to predict the Metacritic, but I digress. Uh, Game Informer gave it a 9.5. Uh, Daniel Tack wrote, Returnal is a relentless nightmare that's a dream to play. The journey is full of horror and terrible discoveries, but also unbridled curiosity and wonder. If you have a taste for it, this is an adventure that begs to be experienced. Meanwhile, GameSpot gave it a 9. Mike Epstein wrote, Returnal is constantly unsettling and consistently challenging. Its mysterious story and demanding action feel intense, urgent, and fresh. The fast-moving combat manages to appear incredibly daunting, bordering on overwhelming, without ever actually becoming insurmountable. Every moment is a rush, either because you barely evaded a perp giant purple laser, or because you have no idea why there is an Apollo-era astronaut following your every move. Do you need to be a little brave to play Returnal? Yeah. Do you need to be a glutton for punishment? It helps. They say <laughs> that anything worth doing should scare you at least a little bit. I'm not sure if that's always true, but Returnal makes a strong case. And then Easy Allies gave it an 85. Uh, Bradley Ellis wrote, and, you know, Brandon Jones spoke, Returnal is a great debut for Housemark on the PlayStation 5. The $70 price tag may be off-putting for some, but it makes a great case for itself thanks to excellent gameplay and intriguing narrative and replayability. It would be nice if some of the areas felt more distinct from one another, <clears throat> and there are a few tech issues left to iron out. Regardless, Returnal is a blast to play and worth going down the rabbit hole in search of its secrets. Uh, Timothy... Robert Geddes, you and I have talked about Returnal. Where are you in your Returnal journey? Uh, not far, because it is is very hard. Also, I was reviewing Pokemon Snap last week, so I had Returnal and Pokemon Snap, and I was like, oh, man, had to do more Pokemon Snap than Returnal, but I am definitely going back to it many, 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 many times, it seems. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. It reminds me a lot of the kind of the roguelike gameplay that I think has kind of permeated the mainstream in the last couple of years with things like Dead Cells and um, Hades, where we're talking about Jedi Fallen Order kind of being this more mainstream accessible Souls-like game, right? I feel like once That's we why got Hades... Blessing's game of the year, yeah. Exactly. And Dead Cells kind of like opening it up with the, the high review scores and stuff where it's just like, you got to at least try this game. And I got hooked on both of those. Playing Returnal is crazy to me because... I'm going to throw a lot of buzzwords out here, but I'm just telling you what it feels like. It feels like a triple A version of those games, right? It's like those do feel like they have an independent flair to it. Whereas Returnal feels like a showpiece title with all the ray tracing and all the colors and all the, the stuff that's going on. The dual sense, in addition right? to the, the dual sense. Oh my God. But in addition to it being a, you know, third person shooter, as opposed to the more traditional, when you think about those type of games, 2d platformers, right? Yeah. So it's like, it, it's cool that to me, it is more similar to a Gears of War than it is to mm, a Metroidvania. Mm. And because of that, it kind of feels fresh and different. 
uh, even though it's just taking the gameplay loop of those games and applying it to this new style, or at least a new style for me to uh, experience this type of game. On top of that, it just feels good. These type of shooting games, the shooting needs to feel good, and it does. The most rewarding video game is when it's fun to play, and Returnal is fun as hell to play. And on top of that, you mentioned the, the dual sense, the haptic feedback. I have never been more impressed with a, a gimmick in a video game, ever. And yeah. it, it, at that point, it's not a gimmick anymore. Like, it reminds me of playing uh, uh, tennis on the Wii for the first time. Playing oh, Returnal with this controller. Like, well, we played Astro Bot, and it was me... like, oh, this is cool. But with this, it's like every single thing is added. The, the immersion is added to because of the controller. Go for it. If Greg. I can give you a shout out, one of the things you said on uh, Games Daily on Monday with Bless that I brought up in the review on PS I Love You was this thing of like, you're like, I'm not turning off uh, DualSense features. Like, that's, you know, part of the packaging. And that's what the, and you said, like, that was what the developers envisioned. And that really, as somebody who, doesn't do it often, but did it in Fortnite and one other shooter we I played. Maybe oh um Outriders. It was Outriders, not even Fortnite, Outriders, where I turned it off where I'm like, this is actually making it a struggle to shoot, which I don't like. And like again, there can be bad uses of it. I thought that was a really poignant point from you of like, especially when we like we have this conversation coming up about $70, right? And is Returnal a $70 game? And when we were talking about it and gushing about it on PS I Love You, one of the things I kept bring, we talked about was this complete package, right? Where it is like from the controller to the story to the gameplay to the visuals, like this is more than what, and no offense to Housemark in the past, Housemark has done with his downloadable titles. Like Returnal mm -hmm. is something special. It is a PS5 game. Yeah, totally. And, you know, with that, with, with the haptic feedback thing, like the point that I was making to take it a little further, Greg, is, you know, we always talk about on Gamescast for years now, we've talked about stats that developers have said randomly or offhandedly in different, in different places talking about like, oh, only X percent of people play split screen. So we're not going to have split screen anymore. Sure. Only X amount of people even beat single player games. That's why we're not seeing as many single player games. Like that is a message to me that if we want to see more of something and like something like we need to commit to it, even if it's not the best implementation and like that sucks, but just to like have it. So not turning off haptic feedback is a message to developers that we want this and we want it to be done well. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that this is a, a perfect example of it being done so well to the point that the even in cutscenes, there's very early on and very often actually because it's every time you die a ship like flies from the left to the right on the screen and like let's say it it has like kind of like a diagonal path from like top left down to bottom right when the ship flies by you feel it in the controller go from top left to bottom right and it, it feels accurate with the thrusters of how they're going and how it's animated every single thing seems custom like, it's not just, oh, things are vibrating and things are rumbling when something's exploding on screen. It's like every single thing seems dialed in. And this is a, such a thing, being a video editor, being somebody that cares so much about media and tech and, and all that type of stuff. Like, sound is vibration. Sound is such a big part and the feel, a physical feel of shaking. That's why bass matters so much. It's like you, it immerses you in the system, right? Like having a surround sound system is great but you still need the bass to be able to feel the vibration and, and, and feel it all. And that's what this haptic feedback is allowing is it's just that one extra step to get you in. And uh, Returnal does it so well, whether it's just raindrops falling around where you're cool, I'm in this world, or shooting the gun in the way that it, it actually feels, that goes to what I'm talking about, about video games being fun. It adds to the fun of shooting a gun in the video game. And it's not hyperbole, it works and it's awesome. 
and uh, to talk about the game, it's fantastic. Like all that stuff just <laughs> all that stuff just adds to an already incredible experience. But that's what we expect from House Mark. Like the game is arcade perfect gameplay, uh, but modernized with this new modern loop of what uh, these um, uh, just different games can can feel like, right? And that so that was one of the things I want I want to talk to you about because like for Rogue uh, Lights and Likes, uh, you know, you came to them very recently with Hades, right? Where that was like the first one you fell in love Dead with, Cells. or am I wrong? Oh, Dead Cells. I, you're right. You're right. I apologize. I apologize. Like, does this one hit in the same way for you? And I know you're early. I know. And and, and for the record, if you didn't watch PSL of you, I'm early as well. Like Blessing beat it. Uh, there's very. Then we had Paris, who was a little bit further than me than me, and then I think you're a little bit behind me even. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm in the first biome still. Uh, let me put it this way: I didn't beat Dead Cells. I got really far, but I hit mm-hmm. a point that I'm like, this is just simply not going to happen. I did beat Hades after all, many, many, many hours and over a long period of time of like playing for a weekend, not playing for a week, coming back, you know, that type of thing. With Returnal, I don't think I'm ever going to beat this game, and okay. that that is not a judgment on the game. Similar to Dead Cells, which was freaking utterly fantastic it's just the amount of time i would need to put in to to get good enough and to to focus it's just that's just not that's not me that's not where i'm at in my life right now but the experience i think that like the experience that i'm playing is worth the money it is worth the 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 gameplay like to 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 get it because it is fantastic and you don't even need to be again it's about fun like you don't need to beat an arcade game for it to be fun you play exactly and that's what i was talking about and i mean i don't you know there's a whole long i think amazing conversation uh on ps i love you about it but that was the thing of you know housemark being the studio that was the arcade games the small games then making the statement arcade is dead and then starting the battle royale that then they stopped to go work on this like i feel that this smacks of the arcade experience uh housemark's known for roguelike elements right and then third person stuff all wrapped together let alone the story and control and sci-fi and all that like it's such a special thing that yeah i'm the same way with it where i, I was talking about in the review of like you know i got i was off all last week which is why I'm, i didn't get a chance to even start this till the weekend and now that i've talked about it on the show i'm moving on to the next week's review that i need to be working on and so it's like all that said i'm putting this down but like my head is still there you know what I mean? Like when I turn on the PlayStation oh, totally. Five, it's like, oh man, I really want to kick into that, but I'll get to it later. And I do plan on coming back, but do I ever plan on getting good enough and to beat it? I don't know. Like I'd hope to. I, I'm not saying it's like impossible. I don't think it's like a game that's like you know, I have X percent a chance to do it. As I talk about in the review, it's about learning patterns. It's about knowing what happens in a certain room. It's about understanding the build you have and where you want to go. Like I can't fucking wait to play more of it. And that's what I guess that's where you leave it. Is I can't wait to get back to Eternal. Absolutely. And uh, Outrun6017 in the chat says, no arcade game is worth $70. The, the price of video games is a very interesting conversation. We've talked about it on uh, Gamescast uh, a couple months ago, but I think that even since then, the conversation's kind of shifted. And yesterday, or when we put out the Gamescast this week for the new Pokemon Snap review, a point I made, a point that I tweeted, which of course, in the tweet, never has as much nuance as the entire episode and conversation. So I understand things get lost, but I was saying that I really, really, really love Pokemon Snap, but like it's ridiculous ridiculous that the game $60 and a lot of people were just like I you know what what defines the the price like why if you like the game how are you saying it's not worth it whatever and like to me it's just the nuance of like the content and what's being put into it and with Returnal everything I just went off about for the last 10 minutes about the haptic feedback and the love and care being put into the custom uh like world of this whole thing it's like that's where the $70 goes like that's what makes it a triple a feeling experience and it's like 
to me, that makes sense, right? And like $70, look, $70 for any game is ridiculous. That's a lot of money, but that's just where we're at. And if we want these giant experiences, even giant experiences in smaller packages like Returnal, which I'm excited to see. You know, we've talked so long about wanting to see more $40 games. That's a reality now. We're getting a ton of those. Like back in 2016, it was a novelty that Ratchet and Clank had that price point. But in the last couple of years, there's been a ton of games or collections or remasters. The Tony Hawk, like a lot of the, the Tony Hawk games, the Crash Bandicoot games, the Spyro games, incredible incredible remakes forty dollars fifty dollars whatever they are right yeah so now that we're at the seventy dollars standard on the next gen i want to see that seventy dollars being going towards making it a a ridiculously high quality next gen experience and that's what returnal is exactly i think you nail it really well there i have two questions for you though uh, on mm -hmm. this front all right arc wing writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says the review embargo for returnal is up and reviews are looking good for the game however we all know that good reviews don't always translate to copies sold my question is, how well do you think Returnal will sell? With the game being a full $70, being a niche genre, and seemingly being a difficult game, how many people will pick this game up? Now, I want to call it out before we get into it. On PS I Love You, in the full-blown review, we tackle the, is it, is, is some, a whole bunch of people wrote in, like, is it worth $70? We talk about that on the review. We definitively say, yes, it is, and we go into extrapolating out of what Tim just talked about a lot. I like this question, though, of, how do you think it will translate to copy sold? And I think Returnal is going to sell really well, Tim. I think that the hype's there for it. I think that Hades was uh, last year a breakout that really brought, at least even if you didn't play it, brought to the forefront of the conversation what a roguelike is. And I think that now that it is a PlayStation 5 game and people are so jazzed, and that's the thing, I guess, is so jazzed about having, if you have a PlayStation 5, you're down to spend your money on this really expensive uh, luxury tech. And so does a $70 game that everybody's saying is a 9, is an 8.5, like, scare you off? I don't think so. It's a third-person shooter. Yep. There's nothing more mainstream than that. My friend Curran... I can easily pitch him and be like, hey, you should play this, and he's going to buy it and play it. Yeah. He wouldn't have bought Hades, no matter how good it is. You know what I mean? There's just totally. like a mainstream appeal, and like he has a PS5. He wants next-gen PS5 games to play. This game's being reviewed really well. Like That's just like the, the long and short of it, is that there's, there is a value there. There is a hunger for next-gen games with next-gen experiences for the people that have next-gen consoles, which granted is not the majority of people, but there is a lot of, there are millions of people out there that do have PS5s, that are excited, are hungry, starving for this, right? Yeah. And it's here and they, they nailed it. It sounds like Housemark really, really did what they had to do. And I think that I think that works to their advantage. That the fact that you know how well is it going to sell? Well, how well can it sell at launch on a system that you can barely get in stores right now, right? If you can find Very well. them, exactly, that's right. I think that audience is going to be you know, you, you know what I did buy this thing. I have been playing a lot of PlayStation fours on it or PlayStation four games on it, and I do want a new experience. And this one's going well. And as I was telling uh, Blessing in Paris yesterday, like I think one of the strengths of Returnal is the fact that right, it's procedurally generated in terms of what you're going to get when you go into the rooms and how they laid out, like it's a water cooler game so it can be that you could go listen and watch every review for returnal and then your experience with it will be different because you're going to get a different role on what that character is every time you die and respawn and come back to it 
Now, you said something interesting I want to bring in. Another question here. The Five Star Man wrote into patreon.com slash games and says, the reviews for Returnal are out, and for the most part, they are incredibly positive. My question is, do you think the fact that this is one of the earliest PlayStation 5 exclusives we've gotten so far is impacting scores? Would this game still be getting high 8s, 9s, and even 10s if it came out a year from now after, presumably, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon Forbidden West, and God of War Ragnarok? A year from now, God of War Ragnarok will not be out five-star, man. I hate to break it, burst, your, burst your bubble. Uh, either way, I'm excited to get my butt kicked tomorrow. Tim, if you don't mind me coming off the bench first on this. Go for it. My answer would be this. I don't think the review scores would differ. I think the review scores would be consistent. I mean, granted, games are going to change. I don't think in a year where we're going to look back at this game and be like, oh my gosh, that was like playing with a baby's toy or something like that. I think the review score would stay the same. I think the hype would be different. I do think it's what Tim just talked about in terms of there's a thirst, there's a hunger for PlayStation 5 content for stuff to justify you buying the system. I don't know if the the, the Google trend we looked at yesterday on PS I Love You, which is literally like Returnal, Returnal, right? Of when they last week's saying you could put out uh, previews of it would be the same. I think that's the difference, Tim. You nailed it. Yeah, I mean, that that is what it is. There's just a landscape that we're all in, and there's a way that this works. And, you know, we've forever talked about that early part of the year being a nice place for games to come out. And the Outriders, right? Uh, the What what was the, the parkour zombie game? Uh, Dying Light. Dying Light. You know? Um, like, that stuff, it's like these games come out, but it's like becoming more and more normalized that that's going to be the thing. But at the end of the day, there was nothing like the hype of a new console cycle and that the the drought of games in the beginning which means everyone wants something remember the switch when it came out remember what happened when everyone finished breath of the wild every single indie eShop title was selling through the roof because yep. people just wanted something and the next genification of the switch was it's portable you can take it on the go whatever the next genification on the where we're at now is the haptic feedback is the exclusivity is the ray tracing is all this stuff and um you talking about i think talking saying that hades like educated a whole bunch of people on uh this type of game because of like it's game of the year awards and all that stuff i think that that is true but even more so it being a third person shooter it getting these review scores it being ps5 exclusive and having the haptic feedback and having all this these features is going to get introduce this type of gameplay to so many more people than any roguelike in the past ever has. Yep. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And I think that'll be interesting then. It's, it's this weird thing where I think the success of Hades, and when I say success of Hades, obviously it sold well, but I mean critical reception and the conversation about it in the awards after the fact, where even if you are like, oh, I've heard Hades is good, but didn't play it, I'm counting you like the reception of Hades. I think the reception of Hades is helping Returnal for people like, oh, it's it's a game like Hades. I know people loved that, and this is getting scores, and it's a PlayStation 5 thing I have. I really want to play this. I think that helps, and then I also think now, in a weird way, the success I think Returnal's about to have is going to really help Hades when it eventually comes to other platforms later this year, which is me predicting that they have a year of exclusivity with Switch. Like, I think now, you're going to see that whole thing of like the passing the baton. I do think that this is that Returnal is going to be Housemarque's horizon in terms of what it did for mm -hmm. Gorilla, where it's like all of a sudden they are now on another level. They are seen 100%. differently where it's like they've done amazing dope stuff before, but now, oh, we're expecting a whole new level of thing from whatever they do next. But, and this is a silly thing to bring up, but I do think that in a couple of years, we're not going to look back at Returnal necessarily the way we look back at Horizon. It'll be like, oh, Returnal was cool, but I don't think it's going to stand the test of time of being this thing that people remember as this turning point for for house mark or whatever and i i imagine that 
whatever Housemark does next might be an even bigger, better deal than than Returnal even is now for them. I think that, I think I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think that again, you're going to look back at Returnal as uh, a breakout game for them, but not yes. as big a breakout as Horizon was. Because I think even like if, stick with me. Gorilla with Horizon, right? Gorilla obviously lead up to that was all kill zone, which meant that if you were a hardcore PlayStation person, you knew who Gorilla was and you either really dug those games or really dug one of them and hadn't touched them forever and knew they were talented, but they weren't a naughty dog. They weren't arguably, if you care about infamous, a sucker punch at the time, right? Whereas Horizon put them out of like, oh, wow, these people are talented. They can do something other than reds and grays and browns, right? I think with Housemark with Returnal, the conversation is, and what I've talked about in the lead up to Returnal, where we didn't get to play it, we just saw stuff, and I was like, it looks kind of weird, but it's Housemark, and we know Housemark is great. Like Housemark, you look at their games, you look at you look at Dead Nation, right? Uh, you look at Super Stardust, you see these this lineage of like, man, these people are fucking killing it. Outland, right? These people are killing it. These games are awesome, but they're small arcade in the you know downloadable games this one is yeah them kicking it up to another uh, getting to another pedestal which i think will lead to another step that the games get bigger and bigger and better and better uh one the one and only from xcast paris lily has joined the conversation i guess he's from xcast and of course ps i love you xoxo paris how are you i'm doing fantastic i i have to slightly disagree with the conversation that both of you are having right now Let's because Throw i out. do think this can be transformative for housemark and put them on the AAA pedestal the same way that Horizon was able to change it for uh, Guerrilla Games, obviously coming from Killzone in this sense. I think this will be the game that's going to make the roguelike titles more mainstream and you're going to get more people to want to start trying them. So I think we'll look back at this as the starting point for them to say, oh, wow, yeah, Returnal, oh, that was awesome. I, I was never, because again, I'm, I'm in that category. I wasn't really into the roguelike games, but now I feel like I want to go play Hades. I do want to go play Dead Cells because I want more of this. And I think it took a game like this to get me in the door. And I think that's going to happen for more. So I think for Housemark as a developer, this opens the floodgates for them to pretty much do whatever they want with, with PlayStation moving forward because I think they're going, they've, they've proved that the risk PlayStation took is going to pay off. Look at all the reviews today. It's gonna, like you said, Greg, it's gonna sell great because people are hungry for PlayStation 5 content. And I think at the end of the year, it it, it will have accolades. I think it's gonna, you know, at oh, least sure. be nominated for some awards. So no, I, I'll push back a little bit, like I said, and think, no, 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 I think this is on the same level as Guerrilla Games uh, was for Horizon, you know, Horizon was for Guerrilla Games. See, the only thing that I'll counterpoint to that is I agree with the the idea overall, where I do think this is going, this is leveling Housemark up for sure, but I just don't think it's leveling up to the same extent as we saw Gorilla go from Killzone to Horizon or um, for Sucker Punch to from Infamous to Ghosts, right? I think that the next game they do is going to be all of a sudden they're in the same conversation with the Naughty Dogs, Insomniacs, and Sucker Punches. Uh, whereas I think with Returnal right now, they're still not quite there. They're still the little brothers. No, I, I totally get what you're saying on that. I'm I'm literally putting on my socks because I was about to go to the gym. But uh, <laughs> you know, when I come over there, beat your ass. <laughs> but no, I and I get that. And 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 in that sense, I absolutely agree with you. I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like this is that jumping off point that the next time you hear game x from housemark 
everyone's going to be excited about it because That's they're true. gonna they're gonna go yes. back and say, yo, those are the guys that made Returnal. Like, mm-hmm. like I love Resogun as an example, so I knew how good they were, but this was a big leap for them coming from something double A like Resogun to now making a triple A roguelike game you know, for the PlayStation percent. five. Yeah. So that, that's it. That, that's all I'm going to gym. Enjoy, all right, time in. Enjoy Bye. your socks. Bye. Uh, I can't wait to see how ripped Paris gets Tim. But before we find any information about that, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show. Like everybody we've read so far, but most importantly for right now, you can go there to get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, you didn't go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So let me tell you about our sponsors. I'll start with Dr. Squatch. Okay, real talk here. That soap or body wash you're using, it's shit. It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't f- smell like a middle school locker room, Dr. Squatch is here. Uh, Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All of Dr. Squatch's soaps are made in the USA uh, using the finest ingredients nature has to offer. That means natural cleansers and nourishing ingredients that are actually great for your skin. Dr. Squatch's soaps come in a huge range of natural manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay rum and cedar citrus, you're never going to have a boring shower again. Blessing Adeoye Jr., the man who said 2019's Game of the Year was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, had his first shower experience and said he could only describe it as heavenly. He used the grapefruit IPA scent, and it's to die for. Uh, If you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch, uh, just like the hundreds of thousands of other guys out there. Every month, fresh bars of Squatch show up at your door. It's super easy. They've got a full lineup of personal care goods like deodorant, hair care, and toothpaste. Right now, new customers can get 20% off on orders of $20 or more when they go to DrSquatch.com and enter the code D-S-C-K-F-G-D. That's DrSquatch.com, code D-S-C-K-F-G-D for the 20% off on orders of $20 or more. Had to do like a Tazon Day thing and burp away from the microphone. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate is the next sponsor. Grab your weapons and join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PlayStation 5 is here June 10th. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's very life force, all for their own gain. The mercenary Cloud Strife teams with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. We are all so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. It's the definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake. Intergrade comes with so many expanded graphical and gameplay and system enhancements. We're talking improved lighting, crisper backgrounds, more realistic textures, all the things we talked about in our review. Intergrade brings the game visuals to a whole new level. Plus, you can switch between graphics mode and performance mode, depending on whether you want 4K or super smooth action with 60 frames per second. Plus, yes, there's also a plus. The game comes bundled with episode Intermission, a brand spanking new episode featuring Wu-Tay Ninja Yuffie as the main character, where she'll conspire with the Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Pre-order Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate today by going to sqex.link slash remake kf. That's sqex.link slash, no, I'm sorry, backslash remake kf. S Q E X dot link backslash remake KF. Greg Wu Tai. Yes. Wu Tai. Wu Tai. Wu Tai. 
But it's not. I didn't say Wu Tang. All right. It's not I will not let Blessing tell you I said blue. It is Wu Tai. That's fine. I'm allowed to be wrong on that part. I mean, I'm not coming out. You know, Blessing besmirching my name. Up next is Caviar. Loving good food doesn't necessarily mean you're able to cook well. If you want a great meal but need a little help, let the restaurant come to you. Caviar can help. Caviar is the food delivery app for people who are into good food. Uh, they bring the best local restaurants to, like, directly to your doorstep. Other apps may have national chains, but Caviar keeps it local. Those hidden gems in your neighborhood, they're on Caviar. Caviar curates local options for every taste, whether it's the perfect Reuben from the sandwich shop or the best Indian veg uh, vegan curry. Uh, you always have options for whatever you want. Not sure what you want to eat? Let Caviar's staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite. And just for our listeners, Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you have to do is put in the offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout. Remember, that's $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with offer code KINDAFUNNY. Download the Caviar app and use the offer code KINDAFUNNY. And our final sponsor of the day is Channel Fireball Box Breaks. Channel Fireball is a very big name in the collectible and trading cards industry. Our new initiative, their new initiative, CFB Box Breaks, involves live-streamed pack and box openings. People will purchase a group in a break. I'll use basketball as an example. Let's say you all buy in. Tim gets all the Cavalier cards. Greg gets all the Miami Heat cards, etc. And the break happens live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We stream breaks starting at 1 p.m. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Friday and Saturday. There are also personal breaks. Let's say Blessing buys an entire box of Pokemon cards, which he would do, and we open it live on stream before shipping him the contents. Each stream also builds to a premium break. These are usually spicier or more expensive breaks uh, with big hits in them. For example, this Saturday we are breaking a box of revised Magic the Gathering. Uh, each booster pack costs $500, and there are cards worth over $1,000 you can open in there. Box breaks are a fun way to get your hands on collectible cards, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, sports cards, and more. They're running an awesome deal on Battle Styles, the hottest new Pokemon set right now, and you can get a box cheaper with CFB Box Breaks. That's all one word than anywhere else. So head to CFBBoxBreaks.com and make sure you use the code KINDAFUNNY so they know we sent you and get 5% off your first break. Timothy. Number three on the Roper Report. Microsoft is cutting P its PC take. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is shaking up the world of PC gaming today with a big cut to the amount of revenue it takes from games on Windows. The software giant is reducing its cut from 30% to just 12% from August 1st on in a clear bid to compete with Steam and entice developers and studios to bring more PC games to its Microsoft store. Quote, game developers are at the heart of bringing great gamers to our play bringing great games to our players, and we want them to find success on our platforms, says Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios at Microsoft. A clear no-strings-attached revenue share means developers can bring more games uh, to more players and find greater commercial success in, uh, from doing so. These changes will only affect PC games and not Xbox uh, console games in the Microsoft Store. While Microsoft hasn't explained why it's not reducing the 30% it takes from the Xbox game sales, it's likely because the console business model is entirely different to PC. Microsoft 
Sony, and Nintendo subsidize hardware to make consoles more affordable and offering marketing deals in return for a 30% cut of software sales. Microsoft's new reduction on the PC side is significant. It matches the same revenue split that Epic Games offers PC uh, game developers, while also uh, putting more pressure on Valve to reduce its Steam Store cut. Valve still takes 30% uh, cut in sales on its Steam Store, which is reduced to 25% when sales hit 10 million, and then 20% for every sale after 50 million. Timothy, of course, this is, uh, you know, bred by competition, but still good move on Microsoft. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. We can't hear you, Tim. You're muted. Uh, it's of course it's spread by competition, but that's why competition's good. Like this yeah. wouldn't happen otherwise. And at the end of the day, this is the only thing that can dethrone and kind of disrupt the way things have been. Ooh, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like that's just how it works. And you know, there's it's it's always interesting. There's a lot of you know complaints and and, and takes about how much percent is too much percent when sure. it comes to the stuff because there is there's prices for servers and upkeep and all this and whatever. Thirty percent is a lot of money. It's a lot of moolah. But it's like they also created the store that everyone wants to go to. So if you want to be on that store, that's the price you have to pay. I, I get the different perspectives. But Microsoft coming in, I just love that Microsoft as a whole right now, both as a uh, in the next-gen competition race with the Xbox and PlayStation, and then now on the, the PC side, which to Microsoft at some point, it's all the same thing because they don't care. It's just Xbox, period. Uh, they're just making all these moves that are going to change the industry for better or worse in the long run. I think it will be for the better. But they're making these bold moves. Doing yeah. things like Game Pass is, at the very least, starting a conversation about a $70 game and what its value is on the PlayStation side when you could get it for way cheaper uh, using a subscription model. This is the same type of thing. They're going to take a loss on this in a lot of ways. I mean, clearly, they're going to lose a major percent of the, the money that they'd make by changing the rules on their store. But people aren't buying on their store. Yep. So at the end of the day, they're going to make more money because making more some money is better in. than making no money, right? Hundred percent. So you know, this is definitely not a, a move made to like better the industry. Uh, it is to better their wallets. But yep. sometimes, and, and, and in most, not most cases, in the best cases, it's when both things it's happen. Both. Where yeah. they're making more money, but it's also going to better the industry because uh, this means more money in developers' pockets. This means uh, you know just a better experience, more options for gamers to be able to buy on different storefronts. Hopefully, limiting the exclusivity and the this and the that's of the different stores, and having a little bit more equity across the board. Uh, that's the goal, but that's hard to get to. But it requires people making bold moves that uh, might bite them in the ass, and this is one of them. A couple different things here. For the post-show, we're going to tackle Benjamin Barry's question. It was originally going to be here on the show, but obviously we're running a bit late. But he wants to know, will any of the moves that he runs down, and including this one, ever uh, result in Steam matching the percentage given to developers? I'd like to tackle that with you at the end of the show. And then also a story I had to cut today. Uh, GDC survey uh, results came out. And in there, 3% uh, think the 30-70 revenue split on digital storefronts is justified, meaning that 97% of the more than 3,000 game developers polled said no that's a bullshit percentage split uh there was a bunch of other stats in there but like i said that's the one that pertains to this story uh and i think speaks to it now yeah, speaking totally. real speaking quick i would that, i would love to see the percentage of uh people that work at steam <laughs> of what they think sure yeah, yeah of course uh on, it, this we quoted matt booty in there matt booty also has and i think it's pulled his quote might be pulled from there where they talked about this over on xbox wire maybe it was an interview that tom warren had i'm not sure but matt has a whole thing about pc gaming and xbox and microsoft up on xbox wire uh one of them i thought was interesting for you tim and everybody who's excited for halo infinite uh under building communities around games not devices uh matt wrote 
A big part of our role as a platform holder and game publisher is con- is to connect players with games no matter where they play. Over the last 18 months, we've launched games on PC like Age of Empires 2 and 3DE, Gears Tactics, Wastelands 3. Uh, oh, I see. I see what it was. Age of Empires 2 and 3DE, Gears Tactics, Wasteland 3, Minecraft Dungeons, and Microsoft Definitive Flight edition. Simulator. Huh? Definitive Edition. Uh, That makes sense. But when they abbreviate it and I'm in a hurry, I don't remember. Uh, Which topped the Steam charts at launch. Uh, We're looking forward to delivering more PC content, including Age of Empires 4 later this year. Whether they are new games or new new genres for established franchises, the next iteration of a classic uh, favorite, or the evolution of a storied PC brand, we're making games that PC gamers love to play. We know that many of you play across more than just your PC, including on Xbox and mobile. That's why we're excited to announce Halo Infinite will support multiplayer crossplay and cross-progression when it releases later this year. That means if you're playing on PC, you can play with your friends on Xbox One and Xbox Series S, X/S. It also means that all your multiplayer customization and progress will follow you across all platforms. More great news. Mm-hmm. That's what it needs to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Cross-play, cross-progression, cool. everything there. It's the, the final. Next gen. What's it about, Greg? Convenience, Tim. That was a good one. We got you in your car. <laughs> we got you to look. It's like, is the episode over? What happened? Now we got you looking. Pregnant pause. Yeah. Final, f- fifth and final on the Roper Report. Uh, Bobby Kodak gets a pay cut. We're reading from Daniel Pardis over at gamesindustry.biz. Activision Blizzard has extended Bobby Kodak's employment agreement, which will see him serve as company CEO until at least March 31st, 2023. But it comes with a pay cut. As noted in a recent filing, Kodak's uh, agreed-upon base salary has been voluntarily reduced by 50% to align with company targets. This equates to an $875,000 reduction. In line with this, Kodak has also agreed to reduce his target annual bonus by 50%, a potential reduction of $1.75 million for fiscal years 2021 and 2022. However, Kodak is still eligible to earn up to 200% of the reduced base salary due to exceptional factors detailed in the extension amendment. The amendment notes that under Kodak's leadership, Activision Blizzard's market capitalization has increased from less than $10 million to over $70 billion has increased from less than $10 million to over $70 billion, with an 8,100% increase in shareholder return between 2000 and 2020. Kodak's salary came under fire last year, with company shareholders arguing that he's paid too much. The notion was supported by the CTW Investment Group, a firm set up to challenge exec- excessive executive pay, urging shareholders to vote against the decision to remunerate Kodak in line with previous years. Additionally, Kodak could be set to receive up to $200 million as a result of Activision Blizzard's success over the last year. CTW also criticized this notion, uh, deliberating whether uh, Kodak should be solely compensated for company-wide success news of this substantial payout followed a round of layoffs at activision blizzard with 50 staff left let go from the company's esports and live events businesses during the pandemic kind of putting a bow on that one because i remember when we talked about uh the salary stuff the ctw report and then yeah these layoffs happening there so a voluntary reduction of 50 percent seems in line with yeah let's not kick our employees out to the curb during a pandemic now will that yeah. will those dollars translate back to actually keeping you on board? I don't know. Who knows? But this this is the type of thing where it's just like like we can criticize every way we want. This is definitely a good step. Is it enough? That obviously, is a conversation that that needs to be had. I think that when it comes down to it, though, it's like 
None of this stuff is because people want to make these decisions. He's bullied into this for, because of shareholder stuff. Bully is not the right word to use, but he, you know, the shareholders want him to do it. So he's like, well, shit, I got to do it. Right. Uh, but he's doing it. It's happening. And I think that this is going to be a trend that we see a lot more of in the future because, you know, that for this industry to thrive and work the way that it is uh, and to continue being as successful it is, like a lot of these things are going to have to change and a lot of like devs are going to be need to pay, be paid to make the games that make the money. Um, and that's just how this is going to go as video games transform from being a niche hobby into the mainstream entertainment like behemoth that they have been becoming and are going to continue becoming as this generation cooks up. Indeed, you're right there. I won't lie to you. I totally spaced out. Tim, All it's good. official. It's official. It's official. Invincible has been greenlit for season two and season three. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Hell yeah. Fuck. Oh, that yes. is awesome. Hell yeah. God damn. That's good to hear. Yes. yes. Whatever, Bobby Kodak salary. <laughs> Tim, I can't wait for first off our reactions going live tomorrow to the finale of Invincible Season One, youtube.com slash kinda funny, uh, kinda funny reacts wherever you get your podcasts. But that episode is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Predator Hunting Grounds comes to Steam. Secret Neighbor is on PlayStation 4. Legend of the Keepers, Switch, PC, and Mac. Before I forget, ooh, before I forget, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. Before I forget is that uh, uh, Alzheimer's game, Alzheimer's games. I was talking about uh, last year and on my top 10 list and all that stuff. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, very touching, very sad. Uh, Total War Rome Remastered is on PC and Mac. Insurmountable is on PC. Uh, Farm Manager 2021 is on PC. Ladders by Powagi is on Switch. War Dogs Red's Return is on Xbox One. Battle Axe is on Switch. Slink? Slinky but with an I instead of a Y, is on Switch. Space Warrior is on Switch. Fly Together is on Switch. Uh, Recknum Cherry Dreamland. Cherry Recknum Cherry Dreamland is on Switch. Uh, Legends of Keepers. Legend of Keepers. Career of a Dungeon Master is on Switch. Castaway Paradise is on Switch. Super Glitch Dash is on Switch. Amnesia Rebirth Adventure Mode is now available as a free upgrade for, play, a free upgrade for PlayStation players. And for GTA Online, this week, a deluge of rewards, bonuses, and discounts await aspiring and veteran gun-running entrepreneurs kicking off with double re rewards in Bunker Cell Missions, a free hoodie for all bunker owners and half-off all bunker properties. Goose Goose Duck is out on Steam. Ranch Simulator. Get the fuck out of here. Goose Goose Duck. What, what's next? Seek and hide? No. Hey, not man, how we do this. Get around right? the copyrights. Just get around the copyright. You know what I mean? Ranch yeah. Simulator gets its first major content update today. <laughs> multimedia man in the chat i love this part of the show where it seems like greg is learning to read for the first time <laughs> fuck you man Yo, they're not using real words they're no, spelling man. everything all crazy all right what the like r-e-k-n-u-m get the fuck out of here Recknum cherry dream land but cherry with an eye so i'm like is it sherry like, i guess that's sherry earlier you're like slinky and it's like okay how do you think slinky's spelled there's no y in it that's weird. <laughs> New dates Get for you. Uh, Devolver Digital has announced the 10 in one collection essays on empathy for May 18th coming to PC. I'm excited about that one. It's a bunch of little narrative games. Uh, and then Erica comes to Steam May 25th. Tim, we mm -hmm. ask people watching to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where of course you can write in to be part of the show, but 
you can also get the show ad free. You can get it with the post show we're going to do after this and answer Benjamin Barry's question. And of course, so many exclusives. You can write in though to be our squad up. This is where I read uh, your name, your username, your platform of choice, why you need help in a video game, and people come and find you. Today, friend of the show, Druvenator, has a very different one. He writes in and says, uh, Hi, KFGD family. I've seen squad up used for this in the past, so I thought I would write in. As more and more of us are getting vaccinated in the U.S., including myself, I can feel like we are. I can feel like we are finally approaching the light at the end of the tunnel. But I am often reminded that we are still in a very. Uh, we are in a position of privilege. Uh, what is happening in India, my birthplace, has brought me to tears repeatedly over the past few weeks. I asked the kind of funny family to please share their thoughts, prayers, and charitable contributions to what is amounting to be the single largest number of deaths in India in any period of time. Praying for my family back home, and I hope that we can all pull through this together. To any kind of funny best friends in India, we wish you all the best and hope everything ends up okay as soon as possible. Here, here, Druvenator. Very much so. If you are a kind of funny best friend in India, yes, of course, stay safe. Uh, you know, uh, our thoughts are with you. And then, yes, if you have the means, obviously, as he says, for thoughts, prayers, or charitable contributions to help India, that'd be great right now as they struggle with uh, COVID and Corona. Uh, Tim, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. That's an editorializing. Uh... Okay, C Porky92 says, I understand what he's trying to say. He says, Star Wars Celebration was first shown off at Star Wars Celebration, not E3. Okay, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was first at Star Wars Celebration. Um, at some point, we said Ratchet and Clank. Which part? The Star Wars thing? The, the, the big gameplay reveal was at EA Play when I hosted it. But exactly. did, they re, did they, and then Andrea and Vince did the name. Yeah. I don't know. I, so I forget what, what they, they showed. Reveal? Was it just a trailer, probably? Probably not gameplay. Times oh, of, that's okay. Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was what it was. Where it was the video of him wall running. Gotcha. Uh, Kebab says at one point we said Ratchet and Clank came out in 2017. It's actually 2016. Uh, Kebab also says at some point I guess we we said ghosts of Tsushima instead of ghosts. He says it's singular, not plural. And then that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Those were the your wrongs. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for watching. Remember, uh, we're going to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to record the post show. You can also go there to get the show ad-free. Of course, if you're sticking around on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, Blessing and Andy are about to jump into Resident Evil 7 and get scared. Oh, they're going to get so scared. Uh, remember, though, then after that, 2 p.m., we're doing State of Play Reactions. Uh, you can join us live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames for both those. You can catch Blessing and Andy's Let's Play over on our newest channel, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. And then, of course, the State of Play Reactions will go up on youtube.com slash of funny games where there's already that apex legends preview with a whole bunch of gameplay footage and there's a ps i love you review of returnal remember i know how many of you get us as a podcast and just listen to us later it would mean a lot if you went to the youtube channel and checked out the times we do the video only content it really helps us out tomorrow it'll be me and blessing where i'm sure he will talk about how much he loves star wars jedi fallen order and how it was game of the year 2019 but for now tim and i have to go do a post show we love you we appreciate you and until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you